the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. But also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Sobet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at Sobet.io. That's Sobet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGP. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer, at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for the new podcast, BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. To get my additional content, check out my website, LockBetting.com. That's LockBetting.com, where I've just guided my clients to 102 months of transparent track profit. That means for over eight years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports gambling. Now, I'm going to hit this hard because it's the start of the month. I use a Patreon site. When you go to LockBetting.com, it diverts to a Patreon site. One of the reasons I use Patreon, other than the fact it's very, very simple and easy to use for me, and it's very good with me getting my money very easily, is because it allows me to be tracked and transparent, fully tracked and transparent. When I say I'm fully tracked and transparent, that's what Patreon allows me to be because because my clients can comment underneath every single post. And the most important post I put out every single month is my P&L spreadsheet, something the guys on Gambling Twitter would know nothing about. When I put out that spreadsheet, all of my clients can comment at the bottom. Therefore, what that means is, is that my P&L is completely legit. There's no adding of plays that I didn't really put out. There's no taking away plays that lost. It wouldn't be able to happen because there's too many people on there. In any given month, there's anywhere between 150 to 200 people looking at that spreadsheet, looking at the posts every single month, and you would be caught out immediately. Therefore, that's why I am completely transparent and my profit is real. And the fact that I haven't had a single losing month for over eight years is a transparent tracked fact backed up by spreadsheets going all the way back across those eight years. So that's why I use Patreon. But the one drawback of using Patreon and why I hit my plugs a lot harder at the start of the month is the fact that the billing cycle kind of sucks. They bill you as soon as you sign up, whatever time of the month it is, and then they'll bill you again on the first of the next month. So at the moment, if you sign up on December the 4th, 
you will still get a decent amount of content. You'll get 27 days of LockBetting.com. But if you sign up on December the 20th, you'll only get 11 days this month from LockBetting.com. And then you'll be billed again on January the 1st. Therefore, I always think it's much better to get 27 days of content unless you have a really poor start to the month like we did last month. Then it is to get 11 days of content where last month we got really, really hot in the last 10 days, making over 10 units across the final 10 days, taking our clients to 102 months in a row of transparent track profit. Bearing in mind, it was a very comfortable month from the very beginning because we cashed a 10 unit play on the World Cup qualifiers. We had a 10 unit group parlay that was posted in March and it cashed at the start of the month. So we were very, very comfortable, but we didn't like eating away at that profit and we needed a bounce back. We always like to win for the clients that start up at the start of the month. So every single person that signed up in the month of November would have made a profit just the way we like it. And we look to do the same in December. December is going to be a massive month. We all know how much EPL football gets played in the month of December specifically over the Christmas period. We know there's NBA every single day. And of course, we know we are heading towards the end of the NFL regular season. So very, very big and exciting month. And you can be involved in it by heading over to lockbetting.com. We also have loads of action in combat sport. We have boxing matches. We have UFC as well. So, so much to get your teeth into as we go for that 103rd month in a row of transparent track profit over at lockbetting.com. So let's move on with this weekend's action in the EPL. This is a week where I actually like a lot of these games. I have pretty strong leans on a lot of these games. Not all of them, but it's um, it's not usual for me to have four or five strong leans. And I really had to narrow the locks down this week. I actually have a double lock. One of the locks is going to be at the end of this show. The other lock is over on my other podcast, BetMUFC, which you can follow on Twitter at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. So there'll be a separate lock over on that show because I like something in the Manchester United game. But let's begin with the 12.30 kickoff tomorrow with West Ham hosting Chelsea in a London derby. Chelsea are the four to five favourites to pick up a win here at West Ham. It's 11 to four on the draw and it's 18 to five here on West Ham. Tommy Tuchel was very critical of Chelsea's performance last time out, despite getting the win away to Watford. He said he hopes that it was a one-off. And if Thomas Tuchel's saying that, I tend to believe in, and I do think that this will be a one-off performance, the performance they put out against Watford in midweek. The statistical data here supports both teams managing to find the net, given that both teams have scored in six of West Ham's seven home league games. Chelsea have conceded three goals in their last four Premier League matches, as many as they've conceded in 10 previous fixtures. And two of Chelsea's last four league matches have ended in one-all draws, including a disappointing result uh, at home to Burnley. So Chelsea are beginning to let Manchester City back in. Obviously, the title race was always going to have some legs. It wasn't going to be a, chase of, a case of Chelsea being the runaway leaders, even though they were my pick to win the title at the start of the season. I am seeing a little bit of complacency. I am seeing some of the same holes as I saw last season with this inability to score. And also, there are some cracks appearing at the back. But at the end of the day, as bad as that Watford game did look, they did still go on to win that game. And I just can't see Chelsea playing badly two games in a row. 
Whereas I do think West Ham will score in this game. I don't think they'll be able to score more than once. They're very, very disappointed in front of goal against Brighton, missing a whole load of chances and allowing Brighton to score late on in the game and steal... Um, a point from the game, taking two points away from West Ham. So for me, West Ham aren't reliable at the moment. They are having a little bit of a dip. And when Chelsea have a little bit of a dip, which they did have in midweek, they still win the game. And I think that's the key fundamental difference between these two teams. When things aren't going your way, teams that are genuine title contenders like Chelsea and Manchester City find a way to grind out results. Whereas teams like West Ham drop points at home against the likes of Brighton in a game where West Ham were comfortably on top throughout. So I just think Chelsea will have a little bit too much here in the London derby. They'll bounce back from what was a poor performance in the eyes of Thomas Tuchel at least. And I think they'll pick up a win here against West Ham to start off our proceedings on Saturday afternoon. We now move on to the three o'clock kickoffs and we look at the relegation six pointer here between Newcastle and Burnley, where Newcastle are the six to four favourites to win the game. Game. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 2 to 1 here on Burnley. I think this is now a must-win game against Newcastle. Um, I regret taking them as a lock. Obviously, my, my initial lock was going to be on Tottenham. But seeing as we've had such a strong year so far with the locks, I thought I could go for a plus money lock with Newcastle. And it was a situation that I really, really liked. And the, the bet should have won. Newcastle dominated the game, despite the fact that they had 10 men after just nine minutes. And they still were the team that put more pressure on and went in front. They then tried to sit on that lead. And unfortunately for us, and unfortunately for Newcastle, Norwich got the breakthrough because Newcastle don't have a strong defence. This is something they are going to need to strengthen up on in the January transfer window if they want to stay in the Premier League. And with that said, I can't take Newcastle again for the second game in a row, although I do think with their back up against the wall, they will win this game if nothing stupid happens like them going down to 10 men. But my main play here would be on both teams to score, and that's available at 4-6, to six, minus 150. As exciting as some of the Newcastle games have been this year, Newcastle fans won't be excited by the prospect of relegation. So as much as it is very, very exciting at both ends, Newcastle have been on the losing end of those results, which is why they sit where they sit in the table. They have conceded a league high 17 goals at home. Their record at home is 0-4-3. Um, Both teams to score has actually hit in 79% of Newcastle's matches, which sees an increase to 86% when you're looking at games here at St. James's Park. So I'm going to ride a play that cashes 86% at a time, especially if I'm getting the price of 4 to 6 minus 150 here. So both teams to score here is going to be the strongest lean here for this game. Up next, we move on to the game here between Southampton and Brighton where Southampton are the 7-5 favourites. It's 11-5 on the draw. It's 2-1 on Brighton. This is a game where I'm actually going to stick my neck out and go for a draw here. Brighton are a team who haven't won a game for two months and are actually getting booed by their supporters, despite the fact that they are playing pretty well in these games. But... They have not lost many of these games either. This team are the absolute draw specialists in the EPL. No one has drawn more than Brighton in the Premier League this season. They already have seven draws and we are only at the start of December. Southampton and Brighton have drawn 16 times in 34 combined competitive matches so far this season. 
And the one-all scoreline, which will be my pick here for this game, I like the one-all scoreline at 7-1. to one. Three of the four Premier League draws between these sides have been that 1-1 one, one scoreline. So I'm going to go for the draw here. I think this is going to be a game where these two cancel each other out. Six of the last eight Premier League meetings between these sides have actually seen both teams find a net. So that's why I like 1-1 one, one better than a nil-nil draw. Um, although there have been under two and a half goals in six of Brighton's last eight Premier League road games. Um, but I think one all is the play here for this game at the big price of seven to one with the draw available here at 11 to five. Up next, we look at Wolves versus Liverpool, where Wolves are the seven to one underdogs is four to one on the draw and it's two to five here on Liverpool. I'm happy to take Liverpool to win this game as a parlay piece and I'm happy to take Liverpool at minus one on the Asian handicap line. What that means, so I explain this all the time I think, is that Liverpool will win this bet if they win by two goals or more but you have the protection of Liverpool pushing this bet for you if they just win by a single goal. I don't see any way why or anyhow how Liverpool don't win this game here against Wolves. Wolves have had a pretty decent season so far. They had a little bit of a difficult start where they were failing to find the net despite creating loads of chances. But now the ball is going in the net for them a lot more and they had a decent run into the top half of the table. But Liverpool are a different animal. They're very, very difficult to beat. They also have one of the strongest away records so far this season. And I think Liverpool will probably end up winning this game relatively comfortably. All of Liverpool's nine Premier League wins have been by two goals or more. Wolves have scored just one goal in the last four games. So despite the fact they have had an improvement in form, they've had another little bit of a dip again. Liverpool have scored four goals in each of their last three league games. And uh, former Wolves forward here, Diego Jota, plays against his old team. And he comes to this one in form with four goals in his his last three games. Liverpool have won their last three Premier League matches with four goals or more in each of those games and three or more goals have been a feature of Liverpool's last 10 away games in the EPL. So everything here points to a comfortable afternoon here for Liverpool. We're going to take Liverpool minus one, which as I said, pushes if they just win by a single goal, but I'm looking for a more comfortable win here for Liverpool and that selection is available at the price of seven to 10 here for this game. Up next, we look at Man City's visit to Watford, where Man City are the one to five favourites to win this game. It's 13 to two on the draw and it's 14 to one here on Watford. I find it very difficult to see Watford getting anything out of this game. They were just beaten by a Chelsea team who didn't play well whereas Watford played their hearts out and still didn't get anything from that game. I think Manchester City are just in too good a form at the moment. City do this. Sometimes they have periods where they have drop-offs, and we saw last season they didn't start well and they were criticised, and then they got a big win away to Chelsea, and suddenly they went on a big run all the way towards the end of the season. Well, they're in one of those runs at the moment. They are in their groove, and when they're in their groove, they're very difficult to stop. I'm going to take Manchester City to cover a minus 1.5 a Asian handicap line here. Manchester City have six wins in their last seven Premier League games and four of those wins have been by two goals or more, whereas Watford have lost six of their last eight games. So 
I think this is a very comfortable play. That's the only way I can really think to play it. And that's for Manchester City to win by more than a goal. The minus 1.5 Asian handicap line away to Watford on the in the late game, sorry, on Saturday. Up next, we move on to Sunday and we look at this game here between Leeds and Brentford, where Leeds are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 5 to 2 to draw and it's 3 to 1 on Brentford. Um, I think Leeds will win this game. They got back on track by beating Crystal Palace in injury time. They got very lucky with that game in midweek. And I think Brentford are just in very, very poor form at the moment, which is why I fancy Leeds. Brentford did have a little bit of a lift when they got a win at home to Everton via a penalty, but then they had a little bit of a dip again. Not only did they lose at Spurs, but they played very poorly and Spurs should have won by more goals. And really... That should have been the lock on the last show. I did allude to that. Uh, that did end up being an official play for lockbetting.com clients. But uh, I'm not impressed by Brentford at the moment. I think they're on a downward trajectory. At the same time, Leeds are missing Patrick Bamford. They're doing a lot of the stuff they did last season. But when you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, you are going to have negative results. And Leeds are nowhere near as free scoring. I think neither of these two teams are going to want to lose to each other because they're both trending in the wrong direction. Um, ultimately, I do think Leeds will pick up back-to-back wins. But I don't like them here at the price of 10 to 11. Given their form, I think there should be a plus-money selection. Therefore, I'm going to go for the under two and a half goals here between two teams that don't seem to be scoring a lot of goals. If you want to get the coverage for the Manchester United game, that would be next here. That's over at BetMUFC. Ralph Ragnick takes charge of Manchester United for the first time, and that will be covered exclusively on the BetMUFC podcast. We move straight on to the game between Tottenham and Norwich City, where Tottenham are the two to five favourites. It's 18 to five the draw, and it's 15 to two here on Norwich. This is one of my favourite plays on the show. This is under lock contention with the both teams to score in Newcastle game, both teams to score in the next game we're going to look at, and uh, and the Liverpool minus one as well. I love Tottenham minus one here. It's the same selection we took for the Liverpool game. If Tottenham do win by just a single goal here against Norwich, this ends up pushing. But if they win by two or more, then you end up cashing this play. It's available at the same price here of 7-10. to 10. I just don't see any way Tottenham don't win this game. And more significantly, I don't see any way how Norwich City avoid defeat for the fourth game in a row. They were very lucky against Newcastle to avoid a defeat in that game. They were lucky at home to Wolves as well. And uh, when they won his first game in charge, when they won Dean Smith's first game in charge against Southampton, they did it from being a goal behind. So that was a real standout performance. That was a real example of having the new manager boost. And they seem to have carried that across the last three games where they've managed to remain unbeaten. But Newcastle really should have beaten his team. Pookie did save them. And now they're coming up against their most difficult opponent so far, which is a Tottenham side managed by Antonio Conte seemingly heading in the right direction. They did have that blip against Enes Mora, but I really do think that was a case of Tottenham players being far too arrogant and thinking that they shouldn't be playing in the Europa Conference League and thinking they could rule uh, roll Mora over. And I think Antonio Conte has stuck a rocket up these Tottenham players' arse. I think we would have seen a bounce back in the game against Burnley, but that was postponed. But we did see that bounce back in midweek as they comfortably won against Brentford. I see nothing different here in this game at all other than a Tottenham 
Tottenham win and a reality check here for Dean Smith who so far has been unbeaten as the Norwich City manager. The statistical data indicates that Norwich should score in this game. Both teams have scored in four of Norwich's last five games and Tottenham have conceded six goals in their last five competitive matches with both teams having scored in each of the last three meetings between these sides. But I honestly think Tottenham could score three or four goals here in this game. Tottenham have won their last two Premier League matches and the last four Premier League games between these two have finished with over two and a half goals in all of them. I think this will be no different, but I think Tottenham will be scoring a large majority of the goals and it'll do enough here to cover your minus one Asian handicap line. As I said, strong play on this show. Really like Tottenham to hand Dean Smith his first defeat here as the Norwich City manager. Up next, we look at Aston Villa at home to Leicester City, where Aston Villa are the 7-5 favourites. It's 12-5 on the draw, and it's 2-1 here on Leicester. Already alluded to this game earlier, I really do like both teams to manage to find a net here in this one. I think this will be a wide-open attacking game between two teams that attack very well but don't defend as well as they attack. This is why we've probably seen over two and a half goals land in six of Aston Villa's eight games. We've seen at least three goals scored in nine of the last 12 games featuring Leicester. And Leicester have played out four 2-2 draws already so far this season. Both teams have also found a net in four of Aston Villa's last six Premier League home games. And Leicester have gone unbeaten on five of their last six Premier League road trips. So that could be another thing to look at here in terms of Leicester being a live underdog to hand Steven Gerrard his first home defeat as the Aston Villa manager. I'm not sure how this game will play out in terms of who ends up winning it or what the result will be, but I do think it will be an exciting game that will feature goals and I don't think either one will keep a clean sheet. So I really like both teams to score here in this game and that's available here at the price of four to five minus 125 here for this one final game we're going to look at here is the monday night football where arsenal travel to everton looking to bounce back from a defeat against man united everton are just looking to get as many points as they possibly can they are really really struggling at the moment and rafa benitez who i tipped after all of the 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 plethora of sackings we had where we saw norwich city get rid of their manager we saw aston villa get rid of their manager we then saw manchester united get rid of their manager we saw tottenham get rid of their manager as well um after that plethora of somewhat predictable sackings, especially when you're looking at the likes of Solskjaer, I did say at that point in time that Rafa Benitez was the correct man at the top of the market. At the time, he was priced up at around about 3-1. to one. He's a lot shorter than that now, but I still think there's value on getting Benitez. Everton fans are absolutely sick of him. They were leaving the game against Liverpool at 2-0. So you had play, uh, supporters that bought tickets for a lot of money because it's not cheap to go to the Merseyside derby leaving the game after 20 minutes when Liverpool went 2 up. They absolutely are done with this manager already and I really feel like Arsenal may make things worse I like taking Arsenal here as a pick this pushes if Arsenal don't win the game if Everton somehow get the draw but it wins if Arsenal win it only loses if Everton win but I don't think there's any way that this Everton team are going to win this game at the moment they are bang out of form not only are they missing plays that could have been an excuse for the start of the run but now I think their confidence is absolutely shot 
Whereas I think Arsenal are going to want to recover from the Manchester United game and make that out to be a minor blip. And the way you make that a minor blip is by bouncing back quickly. And Everton are the perfect team to bounce back again against because they are absolutely woeful at the moment. So I'm going to take Arsenal as a pick here at the price of 18, 8 to 13. But as it's Everton, I would not dissuade you from taking Arsenal on the money line for the bigger price. Closing out with the lock of the week brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy. It's daily fantasy simplified. You pick two to five players and an over under of their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Use the promo code SGP and receive a 100% deposit bonus matched up to $100. The lock on the show is going to be Tottenham minus one. This pushes if Tottenham win by one goal, you win the bet if they win by two or more and you lose if Norwich City get anything out of this game. Norwich City aren't going to get something out of this game because that will mean Norwich City have got something out of all four games since Dean Smith took over. I'm confident that Antonio Conte is going to push this team in the right direction. This is similar to the Brentford game to me. It's less of a bounce back spot because Tottenham have already bounced back. But I think that Brentford are a stronger team than Norwich. And I think Tottenham win this game comfortably. If this does push, don't worry. Have another bonus lock over at the BetMUFC podcast where we have a lock from the Manchester United versus Crystal Palace game. But your lock here once again for this show is going to be Tottenham minus one on the Asian handicap line. That's it for me and this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to check out all of the additional content, including BetMUFC and Scamessa Italia as well. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.